Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy. And if this is Thursday, this must be the checkup. Welcome back. Thank you, everyone, who has been doing so much to promote Recovery Guy podcast. We have um, gotten such uh, incredible responses and comments and shares, and and we are over uh, 1,000 uh, listens to date in less than uh, just right about two months now. And so JJ, uh, John, and I could not be more excited. Uh, again, we owe everything to you, the listener. Um, thank you for all that you've done to encourage us. Uh, we are committed to producing two fresh uh, quality podcasts on the life of wellness and recovery. And I really don't care what background you come from. It's really been my experience that we all uh, need something to help us get to become the person we want to become. Now, obviously, for those of us who have been involved in deep behavioral and physiological addictions, you know, gambling, uh, you know, from that mental and emotional uh, condition of thinking you might as well roll the dice and lose your rent rather than be responsible. That makes no sense, right? Then there's some of us who are so addicted to alcohol, we go to that arena of chronic where on a, on a, on a physiological uh, level, we need to drink to survive. It becomes as as uh, um, valuable as as oxygen, right? Uh, some have become addicted to drugs, and and whether it's heroin or meth or or psychedelics or or pot or a combination of the above, uh, you know, it it has such an addiction, such a grab on us. Uh, some of us are compulsive overeaters. Some become bulimic. Some become anorexic. Some are addicted to anger. Some are addicted to their negative self-image. They don't think they have value. They're not necessarily addicted to a substance or a particular behavior that would appear destructive on the outside, and yet they're shallow. They don't feel like they have value, and so they're searching through life for life's answers. That's what we are about at Recovery Guy Podcast. So welcome. Thank you for joining us. If it doesn't affect you directly, maybe you have a friend or a loved one or someone at work you think might uh, benefit by hearing us, turn them, turn them on to us so we can help them make a difference. So we always encourage you on all the major podcast channels to listen, to subscribe, to comment, and to share, and let us get this thing done together. And at the end of the day, we can all go from broken to whole, one day at a time, one step at a time, but let's get this thing right. If if we're going to be alive, we might as well live. You with me? If we are going to be alive, we might as well live. You know, I'm a real um, podcast uh, fan, um, and as you've heard before, um, whether it's um, 
the On Purpose podcast, which I'm a big fan of Mr. Shetty. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of QOD or Quote of the Day with Sean Croxton. And I was listening to a broadcast uh, on the way into the office today with Sean. Great. I'm not going to give anything away on this. You just got to go listen to it because I'm going to break this down maybe in a couple of weeks because I need to absorb it more to really understand its impact on me. But he had uh, Dr. Uh, Gay Hendricks on today. Check this out. The title was, I started worrying because I was feeling so good. <laughs> and I'm not even going to give anything away on this. But you got to go check out Quote of the Day or QOD, as uh, Sean likes to call it. And it was Dr. Gay Hendricks. I started worrying because I was feeling so good. You go check that out. Let's get into um, the checkup today. You know, Monday we do the fix, right? When we're going to incorporate something into our life, a principle, a concept, a notion, uh, whether it's on the spiritual realm or the psychological realm or the emotional or sometimes a combination of all four dimensions because we'll, we'll mix in the physical also. And then Thursday, we like to talk about things that we can chew on where we got to look inside and do that checkup from the neck up, right? And, and sort of do that self-evaluation so we can then look and see where we're at um, you know, before I start any project, I'm not, I'm not a real craftsman, but I like home projects and, and I don't like going to the toolbox five or six times, you know, so I'll sort of, um, get an assessment of what I need to fix. And then I'll try to go assemble all the tools all at once. So I can just systematically go through them with, uh, without having to spend time going back and forth. And so I sort of do that checkup. I see what I'm going to need. Um, and then I approach it that way. And today's no different. So today, I want to talk about uh, self-evaluation. I really want to explore some of the things that we all need to look at to determine where we're at in life. You know, sometimes the things that we look at in terms of a sense of uneasiness or dis-ease, right? If we're not feeling comfortable, we need to sort of look at some elements um, uh, in our life. Uh, and so I'm going to look at just three things today for us to sort of examine. And again, you know me well enough if you've listened to many of the podcasts that uh, JJ and I have uh, uh, put up on uh, the Recovery Guy podcast so, you know, I'm a big definition guy. So I'll, I'll define a couple things. I'll, I'll discuss them. I'll try to make them relatable to you um, so you can um, see if they make sense to you and determine what to do with them. So let's, let's go and do this. So the first thing, you know, we want to look at when things aren't going my way or the way that makes me feel comfortable, I feel a little powerless. You know what I mean? Do you ever do you ever feel powerless and it doesn't have to be a big deal but something that we want to go a particular way um, but we're trying to um, figure out why it's why it's not. Um, and then that leads us into 
feeling that this area in our life is unmanageable, right? And then once we realize that, then we sort of have to go to admit uh, some certain things in our life before we can really get to a, what I would consider a solution. And sometimes this process for me is, is rather quickly. Sometimes I actually reverse it where I think, you know, maybe maybe there's something in my life where I'm feeling unmanageable, something I can't control, and and then I admit that I'm powerless. And, and so whatever order this works for you, um, you know, then let's let it work for you. But here you go. So what does it mean to be powerless? Well, the dictionary will say it's unable to produce an effect, right? Unable to produce an effect. Um, I cannot do something that I would like to do. Therefore, I don't have power over that person, place, and thing or or situation. Um, it's the lacking the power to act. Like a person who's um, uh, has a um, a debilitating condition, uh, maybe a, a problem with a deformity in their legs or or some type of internal disorder where they have to be careful of what they eat. They can't eat what they want to eat when they want to eat it, and they just become powerless over those things. Or, or a person, say, who has a spinal cord injury, and they become powerless to rise or powerless to stand up. Uh, do you, did you ever get that feeling, you know, in your, in your life? Um, you know, once we set aside the substance that uh, is causing so many problems in our life, there's still so, so many places that we need to go. And, and for a while, we might have a residual feeling of being powerless in our life where we're, we're lacking a strength or a power and we feel helpless or, uh, totally ineffectual. Do you ever do you ever feel that way where you just didn't think you were having any real effect, or or maybe you were feeling like you were lacking any authority, right? And and we feel that we can't do it because we don't have the the authority or the power or the or the say so in the situation, or maybe we're we're powerless because we don't have a particular understanding or an expertise, you know, um, sometimes the way over something or around something or to get by something is to go through something. Uh, I heard this on a podcast and sometimes we just have to go through it. Uh, even if we're, if we're powerless, uh, because if we just don't, then we're going to lack that thing in our life. And so sometimes we have to, first of all, admit that we have that lack of power or that lack of authority, and we have to learn how to work through or get what we want another way without just getting frustrated. Because sometimes we'll really feel, because of that lack of power, that we're not able to manage our own life. Or sometimes we might feel that life is uh, managing us, right? Where things just become very difficult or even impossible. Um, a lot of times people will, will say to me, you know, 
How's life treating you, right? Anybody ever ask you that before? How's life treating you? Hey, legitimate question. Um, things do go on in life, and and I think it's a sincere question. But the question really is, how am I treating life, right? And sometimes uh, my life feels rather unmanageable. Like I I can't treat life a particular way. Life is dictating to me instead of me dictating to life. And, and I feel that certain things are just uh, getting more uncomfortable or more difficult, and, and my life is becoming even more impossible. And, and sometimes it feels like it's almost like spiraling out of control. And, and that leads me oftentimes to feeling even more powerless, right? Uh, and, and it... And it uh, even reduces um, my feeling or increases my feeling uh, on terms of lacking authority. And, and, it, and it really causes me a challenge in terms of accomplishing things or moving through things in life. Sometimes in a larger or more important area, I sort of have to set that aside so I can take care of the rest of life. So this one area, this isolated incident no matter how large it is, I can't uh, allow it to keep me away from the other things that I can do or the other things that I that I need to do. Um, sometimes um, I need to just stop and admit that something isn't right. Maybe it's something that I'm doing wrong. That, that I need to accommodate another way of doing things. Because so often, I get one thing set in mind, and, and if you go back and listen to my Monday podcast on, on the, the power of how, with honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness, you know, a lot of times, once I admit uh, that there's an issue or concern, and I realize that I need to accommodate uh, another idea that maybe, um, you know, I wasn't really dealing with a, what Stephen Covey would, would talk about, a, a, a real paradigm, uh, a mental map that was going to be effective. And I need to acknowledge that. And once I do, then I can make room for for another way of doing things or another idea uh, to grant something outside of me or someone outside of me that they might have a valid uh, way of solving my challenge or concern that was getting me to feel powerless and exposing my unmanageability uh, in that area. I, I need to concede, as it were, which is another word for admit, I need to concede that I am powerless over this. And sometimes when I do, do you ever ever notice that sometimes when you admit something where it just um, takes all the power away, the anxiety is, is reduced, if not completely alleviated, because now I realize that either, either there's another way to do it or or that just for now, it's not worth all of the um, emotional, 
uh, expenditure that I'm putting toward it. And sometimes I just have to set it aside so it doesn't allow other areas of my life to become unmanageable. Do you ever, ever notice that? Sometimes if there's a particular thing in our life that we are fearing, feeling powerless over, and it's exposing some areas of unmanageability, when we refuse to admit that we are powerless or that person, place, or thing is unmanageable, uh, it bleeds over into other relationships. Boy, that's a real big thing because many of us will have certain family members or coworkers, um, acquaintances that um, we need to be around while we're looking to grow and making changes because all of us, we need to change from the inside out. Some of the change uh, happens as a result of other changes that occur, right? Where where we, um, I love what um, uh, it says in the, uh, in the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, when we started uh, living in the solution and not the problem, you know, many of the problems, I'm paraphrasing here, many of the problems just sort of went away all by themselves. They just sort of drop off. And and I've said that before, uh, even though I had all of these other addictive behaviors, the gambling, the pornography, the uh, compulsive overeating, the, the drug addiction, the anger, I never had a successful relationship. You know, once I decided that I was no longer going to drink anymore and and God removed that obsession from me, over time, all the other things became non-important, right? Now, when I got clean and sober, um, obviously, you, you know, the alcohol and the drugs went right away. The other behaviors took a little while to to fall off, but they did fall off. Um, I didn't have to do anything special other than practice the principles of recovery that I was introduced to, and over a relatively short period of time, I began to get well in all the areas to where I really don't gamble anymore. Um, Obviously, there's no obsession, there's no desire to drink or certainly take a drug, um, I stopped throwing up about 18 months into my recovery over over alcohol. Uh, the pornography addiction has gone away. I've gotten well in all of these other areas. Uh, anger and frustration sometimes I still deal with, and I'm trying to isolate and overcome and have more of a, a peaceful balance in my life. Uh, but all these things had to come into play, and so I had to understand that with that area of unmanageability, that certain things were going to bleed over. But when I said, you know what, I'm going to release the tension, I'm going to admit that this area of my life is unmanageable, and I'm going to submit to the powerlessness so it doesn't overtake me. And then I admit to myself that there may be another way of doing something or to accommodate another idea even if that idea, again, was just to set it aside for now and maybe wait till I'm introduced to someone who's gone through a very like experience and I can approach it with them to see what they have done to overcome that challenge and then 
the powerlessness goes away because so many times in more areas of my life, I'm not powerless because I can make decisions that do make sense. I have been restored to a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. I'm not living in that insanity anymore of doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Matter of fact, I'm doing the same thing over and over again, and I'm expecting the same result. I'm expecting a good, positive result of the things that I'm doing, not because of me or my mindset, but because my behavior is directly tied to my expectation, and they match. In the past, my behavior did not mask my, mimic or, or, or um, uh be consistent with my expectation. I was doing all the things contrary to having a wonderful life, yet wondering why things weren't going well. Remember that? Uh, Now things have sort of aligned themselves as, again, going back to uh, Stephen Covey talks about that mental map and, and expecting now that I go from point A, I know where I'm starting from, and point B, I know where I'm going to, and I've got a mental map of how to get there. But I often will have to admit that, you know, maybe I am powerless over this area. Maybe I'm feeling that my life is a little unmanageable, that I don't really have the discipline that I want, and and, um, I'm feeling a little unruly in my responses to things, and they're going uh, contrary to how I like to respond or the response that I'm getting from you. And then I go ahead and I and I make that admission that I might not be on the right track. When I can do those things, now I'm ready, right? That's a checkup. You may not need to do all of this. You might just need to do some of it. But we all need to do something because we all get stuck from time to time in certain areas in our life. And as my dear friend Slow Will Uh, the happy, grateful, recovered alcoholic would say that if I clear away the wreckage of my present, it doesn't become the wreckage of my past, which can be really a problem, right? So I love that. Clear away the wreckage of my present so it doesn't become the wreckage of my past. And I do that again by doing the checkup. And And I hope you could relate to today's podcast I hope it made sense to you. Um, you know, if you are feeling that connection, if you do feel from time to time your life is unmanageable in particular areas or with particular people or particular things that are necessary for you to be involved with and you're feeling somewhat powerless and you just have to admit that things could be going better and then you're ready to uh, sort of make an accommodation for a way for it to go better so it can relieve that powerlessness and you don't feel that your life is that unmanageable. Hey, thank you for your time today. Um, we so appreciate you being here again. Go to Recovery Guide Podcast to share this with other people. Uh, subscribe. Go to recoveryguide.org. Recoveryguide.org. Again, I've got 32 video segments on the 12 Steps of Recovery and another 19 on just living life. Uh, I've got this really good uh, uh, little video segment. Uh, It's called The Four L's. Again, Stephen Covey is one of my mentors. God rest his soul. He did a thing on The Four L's called To Live, 
to love, to learn, and to leave a legacy. It's so important for us to understand these things. Uh, Won't you join us? Won't you come alongside JJ, John, and me? Let's get well together. Let's make a difference in the lives of others because we know when we invest in others, we're the one who gets the return. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy. Thank you so much for joining us today.